Welcome into Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Today's show is all about the Rocket Mortgage Classic, underway this weekend and wrapping up later today at the Detroit Golf Club. We'll talk to Laura Graneman, the Executive Director of the Rocket Community Fund and the Gilbert Family Foundation, Mike Carr, the President of the Detroit Golf Club Board, Jason Langwell, Executive Director of this incredible event, and Josh Rasnick, an 11-year-old from the Detroit area who interviewed many of the players participating in the Rocket Mortgage Classic. A great show about what's happening in and around the D, coming up right after these messages. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Our first guest this afternoon to kick off the show is Laura Graneman, the Executive Director of the Rocket Community Fund and the Gilbert Family Foundation. It's so nice to see you. Thank you so much for having me, Anne. It's been a long time. I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, it's a, a joy. Yes, it's a great pleasure. So I want you to, first of all, just start out, Laura, and talk to our listeners a little bit about the Rocket Community Fund. Some people, I'm sure, know all about it. Others, not so much. Yeah. So the mission of the Racket Community Fund is is to ensure that every American has access to safe and stable housing. And we define that in a few different ways. Um, Our focus areas are preventing displacement. So in the city of Detroit, a lot of displacement comes from eviction and property tax foreclosure. So those are deep areas of focus for us. Um, Preventing and ending homelessness. Building opportunities for home ownership. And then lastly, and actually uh, part of the connection back to the Rocket Mortgage Classic, is uh, bridging the digital divide. And I know that sounds like it's not really connected to housing, but I promise you it is, because mm-hmm. digital inclusion is really fundamental to everything that we do in our lives. It is to connect us to education, to connect us to banking institutions and access to financing, connect us to employment, to our social networks, right? So much of our lives exists right here on these little phones. So until you brought this to our attention, now quite a few years ago, I had never thought about this. Not once, not one day. So talk a little bit about how you first started thinking about this and got involved. Yeah, well, actually, you know, it came because came prior to the pandemic when we started looking into this issue. And it was because we consider ourselves at Rocket Companies to be a technology company that happens to do mortgages. And so we have a lot of access to technology. And we started looking around the country, actually, for partners who we could work with to uh, donate our technology and have that technology be recycled and reused back in the communities where we live, work, and play. Um, And we found a great partner called Human IT. And they actually just recently opened a store right a stone's throw away on the um on seven mile oh that's cool yeah so it it really has all come full circle over the last few years because we now have a place where our technology which has been donated through human it and refurbished is now getting sold for subsidized prices right here right next to the course so it's pretty amazing um and then it just really grew from there then the pandemic hit and we saw the extent of the inequity that we were really facing when it came to the, the, the digital divide. And really, that was the inspiration behind ensuring that this event, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, is all about 
bridging the digital divide. That's awesome. So throw out some numbers for us so people understand the significant change that you have made with this. Well, unfortunately, when we started in the pandemic, during that very uncertain time, uh, only 40% of Detroit households were digitally connected. And that means 40% of people had a device, internet, and uh, the digital literacy they needed to succeed. Um, Today, we're very, very proud to be part of a large ecosystem of partners who have pushed that number from 40% to 70%. We still have a long way to go, but we're really proud uh, to be part of that progress. So how are you doing this? I know you're doing this by refurbishing laptops, Mm -hmm. but what are some of the other things that go into this and working with some of these partners that you're talking about? Yeah, so one of the most fundamental uh, components of our work so far has been increasing access to resources that already exist. And actually, one of those resources is offered by the federal government. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program. And it's a subsidy, a monthly subsidy, for income-qualified residents to ensure that they get high-speed internet in their home. Um, And so we have been able to support a call center, a marketing campaign, and a network of partners across our community who have signed up over 110,000 Detroit families so far. So that's one way that we're able to really move the needle on that, that percentage. Um, the other is through device distribution. Uh, we have been able to distribute tens of thousands of devices to seniors, to students, um, and of course that goes through our human IT uh, partnership as well. Um, and then lastly, we've been able to create a network of neighborhood technology hubs. And these are really important because a lot of people are very isolated right. and they don't have that trusted resource. If I don't know how to use my device, I get overwhelmed, I get frustrated, and I don't know how to ask for help. Especially the older generation, right? Especially the older generation. Um, And so these neighborhood technology hubs are really, really important to create a trusted and safe space where residents can go and get access to digital literacy programming that's really meeting them where they're at. Now I know you, and I know you are not going to stop with this effort until you get to 100%. How do you do that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we have to really start thinking differently about infrastructure in the city of Detroit. We have, uh, you know, what has worked for us so far, worked, quote unquote, worked for us so far, which is, you know, your typical infrastructure. Um, But I think we can start to get more creative to ensure that high-speed internet is more accessible to our residents all across the city. And, And really, it's... it. We, I think we can make, we can pull those barriers down so that folks don't have to apply or qualify for things, but rather it's just there. It's just available and you can tap into it a little bit easier. So I think that's going to be a big theme for us going forward. Um, and we'll continue to, to work, I think, with community partners, really grassroots partners who also are really helping us direct this funding because, you know, nobody knows this issue better than people who are on the ground. And so they have a real voice in helping us decide what gets prioritized as well. Now, your other effort, your work with the community fund and helping to solve the homelessness problem and Mm -hmm. housing equity in the city of Detroit. Let's talk a little bit more about that. How's it going? Do you need anything from our listeners? Where does all of this stand? Well, um, what I need from your listeners is to really be advocates, be aware, know what's going on. We, we certainly have a lot of uh, continued displacement in the city of Detroit. And, you know, we 
we know that that's not good for anyone. It's not good for the resident who's getting displaced. It's not good for the community. It's not good for the city at large. And so keeping people in their homes is a really high priority. Um, so educate yourself a little bit about property tax foreclosure, about eviction. We're really, really excited to say that we've launched two really huge investment opportunities. Uh, one is called the Detroit Tax Relief Fund, launched a couple of years ago by the Gilbert Family Foundation. And the other is the Detroit Eviction Defense Fund, also launched by the Gilbert Family Foundation. These are large funds to ensure that residents who are at risk of tax foreclosure, their uh, back taxes are actually wiped out if they are income qualified. So there are tools and resources that exist to ensure every person in the city of Detroit who's at risk of tax foreclosure stays in their home. And then separately, the Detroit Eviction Defense Fund ensures that residents who are renters at risk of eviction have resources throughout that eviction process, namely uh, lawyers who are representing them in court. Because often we see that um, landlords have representation, but their tenants do not. And of course, that leads to disparate outcomes. So is part of your challenge just making residents aware of Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why, again, those trusted community partners are so important. Laura Graneman, what a wonderful day and a very special event for a great guy. And it's coming out of just a terrible loss and a terrible tragedy. Yeah, you know, this this event really, um, everyone came together and, and supported the family, the cause. It was so beautiful to see all of the city of Detroit come out with their bow tie pins and buy those bow tie cookies and learn a little bit about neurofibromatosis. And again, you know, the three things that Nick loved, uh, raising awareness for neurofibromatosis, having a great time and connecting people, bringing people together. And so what, what could be better than to celebrate Nick's life and legacy here at the Rocket Mortgage Classic? And that's exactly what happened on Thursday. There were a lot of people here. This raised great awareness. Everybody was having fun. And really, the idea that people now know this is a disease that affects one in 2,000, and we're going to pay attention to it, and maybe we'll even be able to make a donation to help fight this yeah. and find a cure. Absolutely. For any listener who wants to learn more or possibly donate, you can go to nfforwarddetroit.org, where you can both learn more and donate if you've got uh, the ability to do so. Laura Graneman, Executive Director of the Rocket Community Fund and the Gilbert Family Foundation, it was great to see you. Thank you so much for having me. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We'll be back right after these messages. Mike Carr, president of the Detroit Golf Club Board, had a chance to sit down with Chris Renwick, host of JR Afternoon. Live from the beautiful, historic Detroit Golf Club, getting ready for the fifth Rocket Mortgage Classic, which is set to tee off tomorrow. Uh, happy to be joined by Mark M- Mike Carr. He's the DGC president, uh, and, and uh, Mike, this is a beautiful club. Every year, it just feels like... Like, when this time rolls around, it is just perfectly manicured. Everything is in order. No blade of grass is is not where it should be. Um, And this thing's ready to rock. It is, Chris. Uh, It's an exciting time of the year. I've been a member here since 2005. Okay. And I haven't seen the excitement around the club that I've seen since we've hosted the RMC starting in 2019. Uh, The course is in great shape, as you mentioned appears as if not a blade of grass is out of place. Nope. So there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, 
And those are really the unsung heroes of Detroit Golf Club. You know, as a president, as a member, we get to enjoy the results of their hard work and effort. And so I'd like to commend Sam Monahan, head golf course superintendent and his team, and all the volunteers that come in and help us during this tournament time. Well, how important is, is uh, you know, there was an incredible buy-in from the perspective of, you know, everybody wants this thing to, to work, right? Everybody wants this this club to 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 come off to a national audience, to people that are coming here. You, you want to come here and you want to know that you're at a classic Donald Ross. You want to know that this is a, a, a course that the best players in the world are playing on. Um, and and there, you're right, there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes. And the, the fact that it comes out looking like this every year, is it's remarkable. It's remarkable the job that they do. So uh, it, it's, it's interesting to me in that we uh, just brought on board a new head golf course superintendent. Came from Caves Valley. Uh, I mentioned the name Sam Monahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the guy. Uh, and during the process of interviewing, uh, trying to find the right candidate to bring to the Detroit Golf Club, someone made a statement that, you know, these guys have a Ph.D. in growing grass on cement. <laughs> And I thought, uh, I've not heard that before, but it's pretty, good. It, it's pretty accurate in that uh, they can work miracles, whether it's weather conditions, uh, whether it's issues with turf. They seem to always be in a position where they can get the course in the shape it needs to be in at the right time. And so in that regard, uh, even as you mentioned, uh, some of the legacy of Detroit Golf Club to Donald Ross Golf Courses, we celebrate our 125th year next year. Uh, Not many clubs in the U.S. can say that, right? And so for us, uh, there's a lot of history here, a lot of legacy. We're the only country club in the city limits of Detroit. So there's a lot of pride Mm -hmm. in Detroit Golf Club, and we always want to showcase the club to the extent that it's a wonderful place for people to come and visit, enjoy golf. And enjoy the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It's one of my favorite golf courses in the state. And I don't, and, and this isn't lip service because I got the prez here. It's not like that. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> we'll one of my. We'll give you a free round too, Chris. <laughs> beautiful. Mission accomplished today. Right. I'll tell you, it, it, it truly is. And, and because it's difficult, but it, it doesn't punish you. And, and for somebody like me, that's what I want in a golf course. And, and so it, I, I love the course. I love the way it plays. I love how, I love how it looks. The aesthetic on the eye is wonderful, um, and, and it's obviously well-maintained. That's obvious. But, but the other thing that I find interesting about this club, when it comes to, you know, the, you hear stories from around the country, especially PGA Tour courses, and, you know, members aren't always happy to, to let their course go for, for a couple of weeks or a couple of days, whatever it is. Your membership, by and large, seems to be very happy with the fact that, they're they're allowing the best players in the world to come here and play, um, and and to boot, it's uh, on a national stage. It's showcased beautifully on national television, um, and then even better, you've got the general public that are able to come in and enjoy the golf course too. Sure, sure. And so even as you make those comments, our member messaging must be working well since you don't hear negative feedback about the tournament taking up the course. I assure you, for for the record, I have seen none of that feedback. (laughs) 
that means our messaging is working well. So, uh, look, anytime uh, you've got a private club where people are paying to be there and you take the uh, major amenity of the club away yeah. for a week or so uh, to have a tournament, you are going to have uh, some people who uh, feel as if maybe it's not worth it. Sure. But generally, our membership is very accepting of the fact that we get to elevate who we are as a club once a week, every year, now for the next five years, four years previous to this, to the extent that they're okay with the disruption mm-hmm. based on the benefit and notoriety that sure. it brings the club. Yeah, if you were to say, we're going to put a dunk tank out on uh, on 7 Green, people would be like, well, let's not do that to so keep Probably our club not. open. Yeah. But but this is, this is, this is this a wonderful is event. This is and different. when you start talking about being the only club inside the city of Detroit, um, you're invested in the city. You just Absolutely. are by proxy. Um, and and what this tournament has done in terms of bridging the, the digital divide, um, I know that, that you have talked to other members that take great pride in knowing that there is a little part played by Detroit Golf Club that you are, are assisting uh, communities and homes in this town become more connected become more connected with each other and and maybe loved ones around the country around the world whatever it is the fact that that there was a need it was a, it was identified and now is being addressed i i got to imagine that there's a little bit of a badge of honor here for detroit golf club that you're playing a part of that well there's a badge of honor not only for uh the club and its members but me personally there's a badge of honor i'm originally from the city of detroit okay. born and raised went to detroit public schools and so uh, being in a position where we can continue to be involved and invested in the community through the tournament, the amount of charitable contributions raised that go back into the community, you mentioned uh, sort of bridging the digital divide, that's all a source of pride for us. The more uh, the citizens of Detroit are elevated, the more we're all elevated. All boats rise, right? And so from that perspective, we're very pleased to be part of uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic with the Rocket Giving Fund, Rocket Mortgage, and Intersport, all in partnership to help citizens in city of Detroit. All right. Can we talk a little golf now? Absolutely, okay. we can. Um, what's going to play hardest this week, do you think? What hole? If you had to guess. I would say uh, number 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always play, I think, the hardest statistically uh, during the RMC. Yep. Um, we as members haven't had the availability of 11 and 12 leading up <laughs> right, to the tournament. Right. Had, uh, had a little bit uh, of an issue with the greens on 11 and 12, okay. uh, sort of a random act, but we reacted quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, those greens are in great shape now. They're yep. rolling nicely. Uh, but both holes are fairly long holes for what they are. Number 11, the par 3, and uh, number 12, the par 4. So I think those will be the two challenging holes. Look, these days with uh, the way these guys train and the technology that they have available to them, Uh, you could have a 640-yard par 5, and they're going to get there in two. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So I think part I three, wish I part had a, four, a fraction of that. Yeah. yeah. Look, they play a different game than we that, do. That, you play a different <laughs> game than I do. <laughs> but we still enjoy it. Still enjoy it. Still one of the greatest games there is. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Carr, thank you so much. No, Thanks thank for you, having Chris. us here. And, uh, and we look forward to another great week.
thanks for highlighting the club for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful club. It is a jewel in the city of Detroit, no doubt about it. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We'll be back right after these messages. During the week, Jason Langwell and Chris Renwick, host of JR Afternoon, talked about the importance of the Rocket Mortgage Classic to the community. As we get ready for what is expected to be another very exciting Rocket Mortgage Classic. Jason Langwell is the executive director, and he joins us. What's up, Jace? Good to be with you, Chris. Uh, not much. A little not bit much. of a pro-am going on. Yeah. Uh, great energy out at the golf course. Uh, getting ready for uh, opening the gates and bow tie day tomorrow. Yeah, and, and I want to talk about yeah. that, too. And I also want to talk about the field that you've got, because I think this is the best field that, that you've had so far. But mm-hmm. but what do you make of of the 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 efforts the cleanup efforts before because hmm. we we had we had seen some of the the damage uh to trees around the property look a, a golf course isn't immune to a storm yeah <laughs> i mean you're clearly not uh, uh, yeah. certainly uh, just as susceptible <laughs> as a home um and you had some some damage to deal with but like every <laughs> like every uh obstacle that you may encounter you, your crew is is special enough to get something done to a point where you can have a, the Delta Dental Pro-Am and we, we, nobody even knows that there was any sort of damage. i got to tell you, um, I've got three boys, and I've been fortunate to have a lot of prideful moments in almost 50 years on this earth. And Monday and Tuesday were right up there. Um, it was unbelievable what this – I'll never forget the images of – our interns, we had people coming in from all over the state and wood chippers and, you know, chainsaws and everything just to kind of um, take. And, they're really, and then the crazy part about it, it was just an unbelievable, I, I just, I could see the images of people just picking up, you know, um, you know, piles of, of twigs and sticks, some much bigger than others. Yeah. Um, and it's just an amazing team effort and uh, speaks to the resiliency of, uh, of Detroiters and, and the incredible team that, that we've got here. Uh, on all of our our lanyards here that hold our our uh, media credentials. Where there's a little bow tie, um, and that's a, a a special nod to to Nick mm-hmm. Nick Gilbert, Dan Dan's son, who we lost not long ago now. Um, and obviously, he he was very impactful to to the Gilbert family. Um, they rallied around him and have done so much uh, for him, but then for other people like Nick. Yeah. Um, t- talk to me about what this particular lapel represents and, and what you guys are doing for, for the Gilbert family to recognize Nick. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to find a way. We'd heard the, the sad news of Nick's passing. Um, you know, we gathered as a team and said, how do we find a way to celebrate his memory? He had such an amazing spirit about him. Uh, I had the pleasure of spending time with him at some Cavs games. He made it up here to the Rocket Mortgage mm-hmm. Classic. And so what can we do to honor uh, his incredible memory? And, you know, uh, you know, we'll have bow tie pins. Uh, here he is, you know, he has his patented bow tie. Yep. That was his look. And um, you know, all fans through the gates will be given a bow tie. Players will have bow ties. They'll be wearing bow ties that day. I know Tarico's going to be wearing it up in the booth. Awesome. Um, we're going to have all caddy bibs will say Nick Gilbert on the back with a bow tie on it. Uh, cool. we're gonna, their players are going to autograph those. We're going to give it to NF Forward to phrase funds. Uh, Forte Bellinger's partner with us. They're making bow tie cookies. All those proceeds are going to go towards NF Forward to help them fight neurofibromatosis, which Nick had suffered from uh, from the time he was 16, 18 yeah. months old. Um, you know, and then we'll have on 18 and 9 the pin fly. We'll have a special pin fly that will just be the bow tie. 
another so that I'll get some television coverage. And hopefully we can, you know, use that day to not only celebrate Nick's memory, but raise some dollars towards uh, uh, fighting neurofibromatosis. And awareness. Yeah, awareness about and, it. Yeah, we, And absolutely. bringing it to the, the yeah. fact that that people do suffer from this, and um, and there are people that love the ones that are dealing with something very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, this this field is loaded, um, and and I, I I look just up and down the list, but I mean, you've got fourteen of the top fifty players in the world here. That is incredible. Talk to me about some of the efforts in bringing these guys to this tournament. Well, there are a plenty. Um, you know, Bill Emerson, um, you know, Casey Herbis. Rocket Mortgage Team, Mark Hollis, uh, myself. I spent a lot of time on the road going out telling the, telling the story, tell, telling the, you know, Tony and all the guys about the great things happen here. But, and we do that at a number of events leading up here and talk about not just the golf course, but what happens away from the golf course. And then we got fireworks on Monday. we got this place called Shinola and all these amazing hotels downtown and prime and proper and all these great restaurants they can come to. And, and we continue to, you know, tell that story of what we already know is that this is a great place to work, to live, and for them to play. Uh, and it's not only get them to come and play golf, but to pull up when they're away from the golf course, they got something fun to do and Tigers games and the like. And so what we're seeing, I think, I'd like to think is, uh, you know, the fruits of those efforts and labor um, and of other players going in and us kind of building, you know, a, a small army of advocates on tour. You know, uh, you know Keegan Bradley, yeah. you know, is out telling people, you know, London Chop House, my favorite steak place on the PGA Tour. <laughs> I love that old school. He's that old school dark place at downtown. It's London Chop House. That's my favorite stop on tour. You know, and so he's telling me that with players around yeah. me, you know, so right. he is advocating for us. And so uh, and that combined all with the fact some of these changes, having to get into the top five to get into the designated event next year, having to be in the top 70, um, you know, to continue on into the FedEx Cup playoffs. All of those things have created depth and width and strength uh, as it relates to, uh, yeah, in my opinion, what is our best field yet. Uh, Ricky obviously has been playing really well. Uh, and and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, going into that Sunday round uh, in L.A. at the, at the, uh, at the, the championship was, was marvelous. Uh, and he, and he, was, he was in contention. He's found his game again, and, and I think... That adds to another level of, and then you've got Justin Thomas. Oh, then you've got Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Oh, then you know Finau's back because he's the defending champ, and and, uh, and, and the list goes on. Max Homa. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's a remarkable list. It really is. I mean, Colin Morikawa actually has already won here. If you know that, he won the area three one three celebrity oh, scramble. That's right. So, yes, yes. As he said to me, my first win of the week. Um, so I'm like, hey, sounds good to me. Calling Cal- a shot. That's yeah. good. Why not? Um, That's good. He really likes the golf course. So Justin, a lot of the, the first timers are. Well, it's an old school Donald Ross. They love it. Yeah, that's exactly what they they say because it is. And um, but yeah, it's it's really and not just you know the the big names and the established players, but we've got a lot of up up and comers. I love Doug Oberg. Wouldn't be surprised to see him go out and and compete this week. Uh, Gordon Sargent, Sam Bennett, um, Aldrich Puckgeiter. I mean, the eighteen year old who hits it, you know, a couple miles off the tee. Um, You know, this this is a par sixty eight for him. Frankly, uh, as far as he hits it, mm. you know, just the par. There isn't a par five out here for him. Five, if he makes five on a five, then he feels like it's bogey. So, which you know, I felt that way. Yeah, I know, me too. Right? <laughs> so, you know, it just really is a wonderful field, um, and uh, and and they're all great people too. And you know, we got a bunch of great experiences. I mean, great food and beverage options that are out there. Our best collection of experiences as well. You know, out yeah. there, three one three village. We'll have Cobra Puma has a really cool basketball activation. Cool. Rocket Mortgage has a mini golf activation. Um, Inside of uh, the uh, uh, area 313 Grove, we've got Cuzzo's Chicken and Waffles. 
good cakes and bakes. Oh at yeah, the Livernoy we had business some, district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that. I mean, yep. we're we really want to support our Livernoy business district, and we've always done stuff and send players to them. But we're really excited to work with Mastercard to get them on site this yeah. year. Um, and then we've got our great structures, Tryon Solutions. I mean, we've got unbelievable hospitality experience. The Tryon Solutions Cabanas are one of the best seats in the house. Um, number of private structures. We've got six public viewing decks, more than any other stop on the PGA Tour. So great views of golf, mm-hmm. great food and beverage options. Um, you know, real efficient busing. Yeah. Um, and tickets are still. We, you know, we're pacing towards a sellout, but we are significantly ahead of ticket sales of where we were Good. last year. Uh, and I think all of these things uh, speak to that. So if you're planning on coming down, you, you got to get these tickets. Get your hands on them because yeah. they are going. Yeah. And if you don't want to miss out, you, you got to make sure you go on and get them. And then one more thing, which I think is probably the most important thing that that you do year in and year out. You've taken up the mantle of bridging the digital divide. Mm-hmm. Um, and in five years. In dealing with COVID, um, you have done a marvelous job in bridging that divide. How close are you? How far have you come? And, and, and where are you taking this thing? Well, yeah, Laura Graneman, uh, the city of Detroit, um, uh, United Way, Southeast Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, great partners. And we've gone from 40% digital included to 70% digitally included from the time that we started this initiative. From one of the lowest in terms of being digitally connected. Um, from a market our size to to one of the best, uh, but we're not at 100% yet. But we're making amazing progress. I was over at Human uh, Human IT at the corner of Seven Mile Livernoy, a physical manifestation of how we're helping to connect 313. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go and you can buy devices affordably. Um, you can learn how to use those devices. There's a refurbishment effort. You can yep. bring it. You know, technology waste is one of the more, a very large issue. As is we've accumulate more technology, yep. the disposal of that is an issue. They 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 support that effort as well. And so it's an incredible example. Of uh, you know physical manifestation of, of what it what the dollars are working how the dollars are working to uh, help get three one three connected. Uh, should we launch an investigation into Tom Izzo? How has he won this thing multiple times at three one three? It's a good question. I, it, I, I just it, yeah, I, it is something up with that. Maybe he's he, a good he just, I guess he just really likes belts. He I don't. Yeah, his, you know, right. Really likes, I don't you know, think it's fair to be a good golfer and a Hall of Fame coach. Right? That's almost I, rude. It, that's it. Yes, rude. Yeah. Rude. I That's agree. the word I do. Uh, Jason Langwell, thank you. Okay. I appreciate everything yeah, you do. You do a wonderful job, and, and people need to come out here and see, especially if you haven't been. Make sure you get here. Thanks, Chris. Jason Langwell. Thank you. This is Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. We'll be back right after this. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ann Thomas, and you are listening to Opportunity Detroit. I want you now to hear an interview that Chris Renwick did with Josh Rasnick. He's an 11-year-old from the Detroit area, and he had a great time at the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week. I was watching Sepp Straka come up 18, and they finished their their round. And I'm waiting in the tunnel uh, that was going under the the stands, and I'm being held up. And I'm like, what's the holdup here? What's going on? And I get to the end, and there's this this uh, bright young man at the end of this tunnel, and he's he's interviewing the players. And I said, uh, I said, hey, uh, what's your name? And he says, my name's Josh. And I said, what are you doing here today? He says, I'm interviewing all the players. He had the little fuzzy, the little uh, mic flag on, and 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 this is serious. So I said, come by the booth later. We'll talk. So, sure enough, uh, Josh Rasnick came by. What's up, Josh? Nothing much right now, really. But, um, I've interviewed a lot of players today. You have? 
Okay, so let's back it up a little bit. Why did you want to interview players? Well, my dad always told me to start a podcast, and I kind of, okay. and I kind of, I want to, but it's kind of annoying to take the time and write all the questions. And I thought, <laughs> okay. and, and I see these trends on TikToks, like you'd ask quite funnier questions to like players. Yeah. And I decided to try it today, and it's working. I'm doing really good. You're doing well. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, your dad, by the way, is Jason Rasnick. Uh, he's the founder of Benzinga, which is a financial uh, media group. He's playing today. Yeah. Right? Who's he playing with? Um, he's playing with, what's his name? He's a really good player. Really good his player. His last name's Bradley. Keegan Bradley. Oh, Keegan Bradley. Oh, yeah. He's a really good player. He won the tournament. Yes, he week. did. Like He won the Travelers. Um, so you've been walking around. So so who have you talked to today? I've talked to Keegan Bradley, of course. Yeah. I've talked to, who, I've talked to a lot. Barry Sanders. Okay. I've talked to... Who else? Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Okay. I've talked to... Corey, what was the one's name that I talked to? That you told me the tan one? Okay. Um, and yeah, I talked... Yeah, and I just talked to other pros. So then what What are some of the questions that you ask them? Um, one is, which golfer would you not trust to book you a vacation? <laughs> and what's been the main answer so far? There are just a lot of different ones. Yeah, There's they not... don't. Nobody trusts anybody to book a yeah. vacation. Okay, and some, fair. Some are. I can't really say that. Okay. And fair. then most famous person in your contact. Okay. And then I've asked, uh, what have I asked? Funniest golfer. Yeah. They're all also mixed answers. Yeah, sure. Everybody's pretty funny out here. Yeah. That's um, cool. And then I've asked, what? I had, I think I have five, three or four questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Make it up. Yeah. Uh, now, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you, uh, what are you into? I'm into sports all around that. You just like sports. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? It's kind of tough what, what, what season it's in. Okay. But like right now, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. What do you think of the Tigers? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. They Javi st- Baez, you big fan? Hitting wise, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, so you're a big baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, do you, Do you want to play baseball? What do you want to do? I want to. I play baseball, but I want oh, to. Yeah, I want to when I'm older. But I know it's hard to make the MLB. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but it takes work. Practice. Yeah. Uh, what position do you play? Center field, because okay. I'm fast. Because you're fast. Can you catch? Yeah, okay. I made a diving catch this weekend. Did you really? Yeah. Did you get the, the uni all dirty? No, because I'm on grass. So. Oh, okay, fair. I like it when you get the uniform. I, I do, too. It's good stuff. It means you're getting after <laughs> Yeah. Um, and what, so you want to be a baseball player. What else you want to do? Interview, like how I'm doing yeah. broadcasting. Around yeah. The, yeah. And I like and all really all-around sports stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, keep it up. Look, here's the thing. If, if you are, Let me give you a little bit of advice. Uh, if you want to write your questions, now write them down. Yeah, That's cool. I have my notes. Your dad's right. He's right. And you should definitely start a podcast. I did, and then he just never followed up to get the person. Oh, oh, so it's his fault. I see. It's his dad's fault. It's always dad's fault. You should know that. I should know that. Yeah. All right. Well, Josh, uh, best of luck. Who else are you trying to get to today? I try to get Justin Thomas. Yeah. Um, that's who I'm mainly going that's for That's who today. you're going for. Yeah. I mean, Ricky's a good kid, too. Yeah. Keegan's a good kid. Well, I, I also tried to get them, and I've already got them, so right. now I'm going for So them. you've already, you've tried, and you've, yeah. reco- you've succeeded. Yeah. All right. So, Josh, quick question here. How are the players liking Detroit Golf Club? Do they like it out here? Can you tell? I mean, they're hitting good, so that's I don't true. know if it's. 
Do they look pretty good so far? Yeah. Keegan Bradley had a hit once. It went up. It was from really far. It hit the top pin, and it like hit the it hit the top pin. If there was no pin, it would have went in. Wow! Wow! That's incredible. And are you a good golfer? Yeah. Some days. You, should, you look. Here's another word of advice. Just say yes. Just say yes. I mean, I'm a little better than my dad, but. Oh! oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, Josh, best of luck. Yeah, I see thank a future broadcast yeah. here, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, we might need a co-host Come here. Come see in us next, in a few uh, years. Yeah, a couple years. Uh, Josh Rasnick, good luck, man. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. And uh, let us know who else you get. All right, I will. Thank All right. you. All right, thanks, man. It's good to see you. Thank you. Guys. Appreciate it. How about that? I'll tell you. I was I, When I was walking in, I was like, man. Pretty impressive. This kid, yes. Yes. Very impressive. Yes. So I said, come see us. He's probably one of the few broadcasters out here talking to all the players today, yes. Chris. Yes. It's really cool. I would bet you. I would bet. Here's my here's my bet, and I don't know this to be true. But my gut tells me he has talked to more golfers today than any media member. Well, here. that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I bet you that he's talked to more golfers than any media member here. And I like his questions. They're great different. Questions. They're great, great questions, questions, right? It's really the questions that people want to know. I think so, too. People you get don't, to you know, know people that way, right? You kind of get if, to know the golfer. Yeah, and the golfer, I mean, you, know, you can go up to Colin Morikawa and say, like, oh, what do you think of the degree of slope on the fourth green? And he's going to go, oh, yawn, uh, it's fine, um, it's really hard. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But if These you are go, different. like, mm-hmm. who's the most famous person in your phone? Right. It's good stuff. Right. Who do you hang with? Right. Who do, I like the who don't you trust to schedule your vacation. It's a great question. It is a good question. Because it tells you a lot about these people out here. <laughs> I don't think stuff. I trust anybody to schedule my vacation. No, agreed. I'm sure that's no, a big agreed. surprise agreed. with me. <laughs> it wouldn't be. I would. Uh, my wife is the only person that I would trust Being to schedule Being the control my... freak that I am, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> does this bother you out here, this air quality? Does it, no. Does it bother you? No, it's not bothering me today. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I So... Uh, my wife's birthday is today, so we went out to breakfast this morning, and we were coming out of the restaurant, and you, I could smell. It was the most potent, smoke-like, plasticky smell it's a weird that smell. I had smelled. Yes, um, but up until up until then, I it really I hadn't even really noticed. It, it does look sm- more foggy. Yes, it does. But we started smelling it last night. We were at Mitch's Eat Detroit. Oh yeah. Oh, which, by the way, yeah, I know. You got to do I that, know. Chris. I know. It is something else. Well, last year I filled in for Mitch from the Chanel Hotel while they were out and about, and I had to, you know, Kevin O'Neill was calling me, and KB was calling me, and Mitch was calling me, and they're like, "The food is great," and I'm like, "Awesome." The food is great. I know. And it's a great way to learn more about restaurants yes. in the city of Detroit. Well, it, it, you just go hit them quick. Right. And they get you the, 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 the highlights of their menu. It's the, it, it is, it's a genius way it's to make genius. your way around Detroit food. Right. And it was a big event. There were over 1,000 people there, and the mayor was there, yep. and the former mayor, Dennis Archer. Really, really a great night. No, it's a great night and, and a great Mitch. cause. Uh-huh. I mean... Amazing. Yeah, the things that he does is, is remarkable. Um, but no, this doesn't bother me. The The air quality index shows that we're down a little bit from where we were earlier, which is a good thing. Um, but this is continuing to go into Thursday. So we're expecting this 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 uh, air quality alert to be 
pushed to the end of the day tomorrow. But you, look, if, you, if this bothers you, I'd love to hear from you. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. I again, I think it's it's very individual. Like if you have uh, breathing problems, if you've got asthma, if you've got, I imagine this would probably impact you. I would think so too. You know, and I have seen some people, Chris, with masks on. Not necessarily out here right now, but throughout the day today, just so you know. Okay. So My boss walks up to me and hands me a mask, <laughs> and I'm supposed to feel good about that. I'm just taking care of you, Chris. Okay, fair enough. It's my job. And I'm Ann Thomas. Thanks for listening to Opportunity Detroit, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs>